Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Dan Plucker, executive producer, other side of the glass. We have a fun show coming up. We're going to leave things off uh, with... A guy that you all know, a Hall of Famer, running back Marshall Falk, uh, set to join us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Marshall, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Nah, it's all good, Sparky. How you doing, man? Hey, man. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, and a uh, quick story, just to kind of fill you in a little bit uh, on me. I I am here, obviously, uh, uh, in the beautiful state of Wisconsin uh, and grew up on the border in Kenosha between Chicago and Milwaukee. Uh, and became a Colts fan at one point back when Ted Marshabrota was the coach uh, back nice, in the day. Nice. Right. So my first yeah. jersey I bought was a Jim Harbaugh jersey, of all things, a Colts Harbaugh jersey. Uh, and then the, sec- the second one I had was Marshall Falk. I ended up with a whole bunch, a slew of Colts jerseys uh, when I was younger. Go down the RCA Dome and watch you guys play all the time and so forth. My first question, before we get into current NFL what was the biggest difference for you playing with Indianapolis versus the Rams and as far as how the organization went about their businesses and how the offenses were ran and then the quarterbacks, obviously? Well, I, both both are, you know, good organizations. Um, uh, the, the ownership, uh, obviously, family ran. And uh, things were, you know, they, they were ran good. I, and and I, when I think about it, I'm like, man, I was in the best place to – to, as a young kid, to be given a lot of money to grow up in Indianapolis, you actually you're allowed to grow up. You know, it's not like big city life or anything like that. And um, you don't you don't make a lot of the mistakes that guys make when they go to big cities. But both respectable organizations, they take care of their players, uh, they provide you everything that you need. And um, you know, I was uh, I was lucky to have played for two Midwestern teams. It was uh, obviously amazing to watch uh, your career in St. Louis and Indianapolis. And that was kind of the beginning of this past happy league that we see now in the National Football League. 
and now you start looking at the, the Rams, you start looking at San Francisco, and now Green Bay here locally with Matt LaFleur, starting to shift back to trying to be more 50-50 run and pass balance. Do you like where the NFL is today in respect to the running back position? I think that uh, the good teams, what they do is they understand that the running game is an integral part of the game. And you could win games passing, but at some point in time, you're going to come up against a defense that they have a defensive line. And if you have no threat to run the ball and if you have no nothing that resembles a running game, they're going to get after your quarterback. The league changed. With all the rules and everything that they do in the league, they made this game what it is. Because when you drop back to throw the ball, you have so many different things that could go your way if you're a passing team and on the offensive side of the game. Now, the funny part is, and, and I, I heard Tom Brady talk about this, they've taken the responsibility of protecting the offensive player off the quarterback, the coach, and anybody that plays offense. You don't have to protect yourself anymore. It's on the defender. And now, with that, with that being said, um, it could change the scope of the game at any point in time. You know, it's interesting. You look at the National Football League and you compare it to, say, maybe the NBA, where you know back when Michael Jordan played, you were able to grab, hold, punch, pull, whatever you wanted to do to try and stop these guys from getting to the rim. And then as time has gone by and they wanted to increase scoring, now you, you pretty much can't touch the opposing player with a basketball to increase scoring. And I feel like the way that they've changed the rules to be slanted against the defense, it's kind of the same way where the NFL would prefer those arena football-style scores week in and week out. Oh, yeah, man, without a doubt. Um, here's the thing, you know, touchdowns, scoring, that uh, uh, win games. It's like baseball. Nobody wants to watch a 0-0 game. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. You want to see points scored. You want to see points scored. I mean, if you want to watch one to nothing, go to hockey. And if you think about what hockey, well, now what they've done, how they've opened the ice up, they have high-scoring games. Yep. You know, I, I understand defense, you know, and, and how you get stuff done. You get it done. But, man, people want to see touchdowns. People, people want to see goals score. People want to see home runs. No doubt. He is Marshall Falk. Uh, bringing brought to you by courtesy of uh, BetOnline.net. Check out BetOnline. Updated Super Bowl Conference Division uh, and award odds plus win totals for each team. Week one lines and a plethora of fun props on every game. And you're looking at these odds. Obviously, Kansas City. Uh, and Tampa Bay are the top two teams. Green Bay comes in fourth. How far away do you think the Packers are from, say, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now in the NFC? I, I think that they're right there because of Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, it, it comes down to the offensive line and how well their defense plays. You know, that, that, that's it. Um, I, we, we all know that, that they didn't quite give Aaron what he needed on offense to have a high-powered offense. Um, but the guy makes do with whatever he has. And, you know, like, like last year, things just did not go their way in a game against Tampa. But uh, I'm, I'm going to say if you're playing in that game and you understand Tampa, they won it all, that, that means, you know, you had a chance. And, and anytime you have an Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you have a chance. Well, that's that's the crazy part about it, Marshall. Not only did they have a chance, they picked off Brady three times in that game. I mean, they they beyond had a chance to to say that. Okay, well, the Packers will get the Buccaneers again. To think that you're going to get three interceptions on Tom Brady again in a in a conference championship game. That I mean, you'll probably have a better chance of winning a, a lottery at this point. 
exactly. Exactly. I just listen, man. I like their chances, even with all the turmoil and all the stuff that went on um, this off season with with Aaron. I, I still like their chances. Um, I just I, I feel like you know next to Brady, uh, he's the guy that you want the the ball in his hands. You know, in in this league, and you feel comfortable with it. Um, I mean that that would be that would be a heck of a Super Bowl if they were in opposite divisions. It's just they're, they're going to meet in the NFC Championship, and things will get decided. And I'm the, sure there's some other teams in the NFC, but um, that 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 has that that wants to have a say so. But when you think about just quarterback play, those two guys come to mind. Totally agree. I think it's them and everybody else in the NFC. When we talk about the Rodgers situation, what happened in the offseason, you look at, again, I go back to the NBA where LeBron James has quite a bit of say you know, on his basketball team, wherever he may be. It, it feels like maybe this is the direction where the NFL wants to go. Russell Wilson uh, had his issues. He reported on time. No issue there. Deshaun Watson had his thing. Now the Texans are refusing to play him. And he's had him sit on the bench and watch until they trade him. Rodgers had his deal. He was the most successful of everybody, getting a year chopped off his deal, getting Randall Cobb traded to the Packers, otherwise he wouldn't come back. So he was the most successful. Do you think that's the way the NFL is headed, where these star players are finally going to get a say in kind of roster decisions at the end of the day? I doubt it. I doubt it. It's different in this league, man. This game with, with short seasons, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it takes more than one guy to attract uh, an audience, an audience, and, and the fan, and they keep a fan base. And um, this game moves on with or without you. You know, as great as Peyton Manning was when he retired, guess what? They moved on to the next guy. Sure. Uh, and when Tom Brady moves, guess what? They're going to move on to the next guy. And and that's just how this game is. I want to get your thoughts on a Packer running back, since obviously you're a Hall of Famer. What's your take on Aaron Jones as a running back for the Packers? Love him. Love the kid. And uh, I'm just happy that they paid him. You know, it's, uh, it's 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 ironic. You know, Green Bay used to take care of their players, and this was never the case. And, or if they didn't take care of them, they, they they said, hey, listen, you know, we're going to let you move on. We have somebody waiting in the wings. They either kept somebody waiting in the wings and let you move on, or they took care of you. And it's just seemed, it seemed to be an issue right now. But the crazy part about this is, I mean, you, you go back just a few years to the highest-paid running backs like Le'Veon Bell, and then you fast-forward three, four years, and all of a sudden they're looking for gigs and, and agreeing to go play on practice squads. It's crazy the short shelf life that running backs have in the National Football League. Listen, any any person can have a short shelf life if if you want to contest what you do in this business because these owners they stick together. They stick together. Let's let's be honest. Um, there's a tighter bond with the 32 owners in the NFL than any other sport. And if it's deemed that you know, hey, Le'Veon Bell, you're not getting you're not getting a chance, buddy. I don't care who you can help. I don't care how many backs go down for the Rams. You're not getting a chance. <laughs> and that, that, that's how it is. See, that's, that's the one thing. We talk about it all the time, uh, about the Players Association and player unions and far as who has the strongest ones and who don't. And you talk to former NFL players, and it's hard to find many former NFL players that were ever happy with their union when they played in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you talk about a union, every player is not going to be happy with the union at some point in time because the union operates for the whole, not the individual, and the decisions that are made, is it's it's collective. And you have to understand that. You know, it's for the greater good, not just your good. And it, you, you, you get used to it. And down the road, it's like once you're done, you look back, you're like, okay, is it working for me or not? 
and you try to figure that out. I got to ask you one last thing on the way out here. I'm seeing all these guys coming back and coaching in college and doing their thing. You got any interest in wanting to coach it at some point, Marshall? You know, I'm not going. I'm not going to turn it down. Um, I obviously was in talks with Southern University, and um, you know, those talks. Uh, you know, we uh, it got a, got a got a got a little. You know, I, I learned some stuff about the process and things like that, um, but it just wasn't the right fit for me. Um, you know, at the right right time, right place. You never know, but right now, you know, I'm uh, I'm happy hopping on, speaking with you guys, and doing stuff like this, and and being a part of the business on this end, um, but not totally uh, turning that down. He is Marshall Falk again, brought to you by uh, BetOnline.net, the Hall of Fame running back, formerly of the Colts and the Rams, uh, back in the day. Marshall, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You bet you take care. There he is, Marshall Falk, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. And again, check out Bet Online for updated Super Bowl, Conference Division, and award odds, plus win totals for each team, week one lines, and a plethora of fun preps uh, on every game. They've got the Packers at 11 to 1. So Chiefs 5 to 1, Tampa 6 to 1, Buffalo 11 to 1, along with the Packers uh, at 11 to 1. That was Marshall Falk joining us here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, Dan Plucker, so for those of you that don't know how this works, so he sits in, his, in a, a room across from me, and there's glass in front of us, and above the glass are all of our TVs. Uh, and so there's computer screens in front of Plucker, so I can see Plucker's hairline and forehead. That's it. I can't see his eyes, can't see anything else. So when Marsha Falk <laughs> brought up the fact that these elders all stick together pretty tight, Plucker's head popped up from behind the computer screen and looked at me with eyes, eyebrows raised. What did you, what did you take from that, Plucker? Oh, I just thought it was an interesting comment. Like, we're in a league now where I feel like it's very much player versus owner, and and I don't know if it's always been at this level where where I mean I mean maybe I'm speaking just because we're in this market and we just saw Aaron Rodgers versus the Packers and all of right. everything that went on this off season, but it expands it's it's russell wilson in seattle with everything that happened there it's deshaun watson in houston and then when he brought up that whole thing with Le'Veon bell and and everything that happened with Le'Veon bell in pittsburgh and and him kind of saying he thinks Le'Veon bell should have had more opportunities outside of pittsburgh well, and he pointed and, out the rams losing all those running backs and they still didn't call him yeah exactly and and it's just it's just interesting to to think if they if these players were put in another position to succeed, like Le'Veon Bell went to New York, and I and I guess that was on his own premonition to go to the Jets. But like, imagine if he would have been in a more successful situation. Could he have succeeded at that same level he had well, in Pittsburgh somewhere I think, else? I think he would have succeeded at the same level had he stayed in Pittsburgh as he was doing in Pittsburgh. That offense was built for essentially a, a premier running back to run in that offense. Right. They spread it out and. That's what it was. You watch this year. Now, Pittsburgh's offensive line may not be as good, but Najee Harris, this 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 rookie running back that they got coming in here from Alabama, you watch. He's going to put together a season. Mark my no words. Doubt. They always have good running backs, no matter who it is. James Conner was going to be that guy. He's gone. No big deal. Don't need you. We'll replace you. Find somebody else. And whoever we bring in will be as successful or more successful than what we had. And that's to me, is interesting because – the, the one thing about that Steelers franchise is, and we talked about, maybe different than Green Bay, is that Green Bay, as Marshall Falk pointed out, has always kind of paid their guys and kept their guys that they wanted. And if they didn't want you, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde, whoever, 
fine, go. Go find somewhere else to go play. We don't think you're worth what you're asking for. See ya. In this situation here with Pittsburgh, they've always kind of been accused of being you know, a cheaper team to a certain degree and maybe not keeping their guys all the way around. Plaxico Burris ended up leaving Pittsburgh and going somewhere else. Antonio Brown, same thing happened there with him. Le'Veon Bell, same thing happened there with him. Now, not all of them you know, played at the same, the same level as they did when they were in Pittsburgh when they left, but it's not something Pittsburgh normally does. Pittsburgh is... Uh, along the lines of maybe a Ted Thompson. In Indianapolis has been the same way uh, over the course of time as far as not spending big money on free agents, using the draft to build your rosters, make an occasional trade, I, I guess, if need be. But that's how they go about it. And always wanting to have that surplus of money for whatever the reason uh, may be. And now you're seeing it again with T.J. Watt in Pittsburgh where uh, he's on the practice field. He's practicing today. There's still no deal done. Now maybe they're close, uh, and that's why he's on the practice field. Uh, but either way, that's how it's kind of turned out. Right, coming up next, I, I want to go over this this piece on ESPN's website. Uh, they do their predictions, uh, you know, for MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. And there are a couple of things in this article that are mind-boggling to me. I'll tell you all about them coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Don't forget, football is finally back. Your picks could be worth $10,000 with the Rocket Mortgage 2021 Pro Football Pick'em. Sign up today by texting PICKS to 20357. That's 20357. And just pick the winner of each week's games. No point spreads. No lineups and totally free to enter. There are no tricks, none whatsoever. Pick the most games right throughout the season. You can win $10,000, and I'm telling you right now how I'm going to do it. I'm picking Green Bay every week, and I'm picking against Chicago every week. That's how I'm going to play this, and we'll see what happens. I did this last year. It worked out fine. So sign up right now by texting the picks to 20357, 20357. Uh, those picks to 20357. $1,000 up for grabs each week. 10000 at the end of the season. It's the Rocket Mortgage 2021 Pro Football Pick'em. Uh, again, 
Get in now while you can. And it goes all season. So, you know, if you miss week one, you can get in on week two. If you miss the first couple of weeks, get in on week three or week four, whatever the case may be. But make sure to get in. You will have a blast. It was a lot of fun last year. And I competed against other radio personalities from around the country. You can compete against me as well. So uh, a lot of fun. Always have fun doing it. Now, let's talk about uh, having fun. Because th- this article here, I-, I read this yesterday after I got off the air. Uh, and I saw it was on the front page of uh, ESPN. And it's, you know, NFL execs pick award winners uh, for 2021. So Jeremy Fowler wrote the article. It says he talked to a handful of executives, scouts, and coaches around the league to get predictions on players and coaches who will dominate this year and were able to come up with a consensus pick for each category. As usual, there are plenty of surprises as league favorites often vary from media favorites, starting with a pick that Western New York will love. MVP. Did you see this article, Plucker? Have you seen it? I have not seen it, no. Okay. They have a top three. They have the the person they, they picked to win the MVP and then also creating buzz, two other guys. Who do you think are in the top three or winning the MVP? Uh, Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is one of them. Josh Allen. They have him winning the MVP. And Lamar Jackson. No. Oh. Uh, can I get a second guess? Sure. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. No. Tom Brady. No. Your guy. Matthew Stafford. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. You can hear Flucker just get so excited when he heard Matthew Stafford. Yes, Matthew Stafford is third. But they had Josh Allen winning this thing. One NFC exec says to Josh Allen, he's locked in. They have a great offense around him. They should be in contention, and he'll throw the ball a ton. One AFC exec. One thing I wonder is how some of these young quarterbacks who succeeded last year in empty stadiums will handle full stadiums. Some guys rise in that atmosphere and it brings out the best. Others tend to struggle. I haven't really, to be honest with you, it hasn't crossed my mind once about, wow, I wonder how Herbert's going to do in San Diego with uh, or in L.A. Uh, with a packed stadium. Wow, I wonder how Josh Allen's going to do in Buffalo with a packed stadium. Has it crossed anybody else's mind about how fans are going to impact a young quarterback that maybe was in the league last year? I guess maybe on the road as far as being able to communicate with your guys. Maybe in some way, maybe it it hurts them a little bit. But throwing a football is throwing the football. Reading a defense is reading a defense. So while I, I agree that it, it could affect communication uh, and so forth at the line of scrimmage, sure, okay, I'm with you there. I, I don't understand how you could survey – People that are executives in the league, scouts and coaches. And you're telling me they didn't have Rodgers and Brady in their top three? I, I don't I don't understand. Like, I really do not at all understand how people around the league don't look at Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and go, oh yeah, this dude's going to go out with a bang in Green Bay. Like, this is happening. And you saw what happened last year. This morning, I forgot where it was. Somebody was talking about the Patriots being undefeated and Brady having the best year of his career and all this other stuff in Tampa Bay. And this dude isn't in the top three, but your guy, Matthew freaking Stafford, is in the MVP conversation. Like Josh Allen, okay, fine. I know there's a lot of Bills guys out there right now thinking Buffalo's going to be all that this year. Fine, I get it. Patrick Mahomes, obviously he belongs in it. Stafford thing. I said it to, to, to Gary and Leroy. Stafford was on the board last time my fantasy football draft. 
Matt Ryan was on the board last night because I waited way too long for a quarterback. I couldn't do it. I could not take Stafford. Could not get myself, convince myself to do it. So I went with Matt Ryan. Stafford went to the very next pick after I went. I couldn't do it. Plucker. You went with Matt Ryan over Matthew Stafford? Every day of the week. Every day of the week. He's got Ridley. He's got Pitts. He's got Mike Davis, a running back. Yeah. Every and they play in a dome. Oh yeah. First, for sure. First certain. But the Rams play in a dome too, and he has two better receivers in well, I wouldn't say Calvin Ridley is better, but he also has Cooper Cup and Robert Woods in a system that's more friendly, I feel like. I would have gone with Stafford. But that's I, just- well, I know you would have went with Stafford. That wasn't the question of why I wonder which one Plucker would have went with. No. I, I just I can't Similar to this, I'll put it this way. You know how Rami Makhlouf, uh, on the Rami Show 3 o'clock, you know how that dude just just cannot get down with Josh Allen? Like, if he saw this ESPN story, he may have seen it, that has Josh Allen winning the MVP, it had a, it would make his skin crawl. Like, he would just get, he might get visibly sick at the thought of the guy that he always has issue with winning an award. I kind of, I think I'm that way about Matthew Stafford. Like, Rami is with Josh Allen I am with Matthew Stafford. The difference is I've got a much larger sample size to work with with Stafford than he does with Josh Allen. He's betting on Josh Allen's future, you know, going that the way of Jay Cutler or something, I guess. I'm looking at Matt Stafford at Georgia and in Detroit, watching him throw interceptions in moments down the stretch and going, I am not buying it. He may be good for three quarters, three and a half quarters, and in games in which they're blowing people out, fine. But in crunch time, in big moments, I don't trust Stafford. Not that that should affect my fantasy impact whatsoever, but I don't trust that dude. And when we're talking about MVP type stuff, you got to make those throws. You got to win those games when we're talking about MVPs because Mahomes is going to make that throw. Brady's going to make that throw. He's not on here either. Also makes no sense, right? So Mahomes makes it. Brady makes that throw. Josh Allen, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how clutch Josh, how much clutch Josh Allen has. It's too early for me on him. It's too early for me on Herbert in, in San Diego. I love that kid, by the way. But I, it's too early for me on know his clutch team. But we know Brady. We know Rodgers. We know Mahomes. I know Matthew Stafford. I can't. I just, again, that's why I'm not a scout, a league executive who put this dude in their top three. There's just no chance. I don't understand how Rodgers and Brady aren't in this race. These are these aren't writers on ESPN voting. This isn't like, hey, troll, yeah, you, Schefter, go ahead, give us your vote. He didn't get a vote in this. These are league dudes putting this thing together, and Brady and Rogers aren't even acknowledged. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around that really. What like when, in the world? when the players vote and Rogers is the number three player. Tom Brady's a top 10 player. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, both top 10 players as well in the NFL top 100. And I don't think, I don't remember where Matthew Stafford is ranked. I don't think he's in the top 50. <laughs> you should look and, that up. And th- then all of a sudden, these executives vote and Stafford's in the top three. Now, I'm a Stafford guy. I, I like Matthew Plucker. Stafford. They but were on TV. I, Was it I NFL Network? I've seen the MVP hype around Stafford. Somebody and I'm not said, sure if he's at that level. Somebody, some moron on TV said 6,000 passing yards for Stafford this year. What? 6,000 saying that Stafford, I believe he'd be the first one, to get to 6,000, they think Stafford could do it. That's the insanity going around Matthew Stafford right now and the hype machine on which people are putting on this dude in L.A. I, we'll see. I mean, if he does that, 
if he throws for that many yards, yes, he should be the MVP. They better win the Super Bowl, and I will look like an idiot not drafting him in fantasy. Yeah, looking like Matthew Stafford is not on the list. The last time he was in the top 100, voted on He's by the He's not even in the top 100 at was, all? Yes, he is not in the top 100 at but all. But they consider him an MVP? Correct. The I'm last not. time he was was in 2018 when he was named the number 31 player. But since then, he has not been in the top 100. Just light that whole list on fire. Ruben on the south side, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Ruben? What's good? What's happening, fellas? How we doing? Doing good, man. You sound upbeat and happy on a Wednesday. I am because my Cowboys play tomorrow night and speaking Ooh. of 6,000 yards, I think Dak will be the first one to get into 6,000 yards. But anyway. Well, he's got to stay um, healthy, though. That's I- his thing. Exactly, exactly. Like any other quarterback uh, right. that goes with Santa. Yep. Um, I think they didn't put your boy number 12 there because uh, maybe because Bakhtiari's going to be out uh, uh, quite a few games. I mean, he, he's Aaron at least six weeks. Like 30 touchdowns. He's good for 30 touchdowns. I'm with you with uh, they both should have been on there, him and Brady. But I think the Stafford isn't like too far off, you know. He's going to have a good year. Mahomes, the, you know, usual suspects. Um, maybe Sparky, uh, your boy number 12, maybe he's Four or five? Did you did you get the top five instead of top three? Maybe no, they only get no, they only did three <laughs> players for every category. Oh. They only did three, so that was okay, it. Well, well, good luck to you and the Packers this year, my friend. Well, hold on a second. One second. Have you been watching Hard Knocks? Uh, I have not because I have cable, but unfortunately, I do not have Showtime or HBO, whichever it is. But I'll, I'll watch the uh, sports shows in the morning, and then they pretty much tell you what's going on, like on Wednesday night's episode. Right. But um, I'm just glad that, you know, there hasn't been much controversy about it because if you're uh, keeping up with the last couple of years with teams that have been on Hard Knocks, it seems like uh, those teams that season uh, do not tend to uh, rise it, to the top. It cannot so. go worse than last year for the Cowboys. <laughs> it, it's it's just not I – don't, I, I don't think it's possible. It, it could not have gone any worse for the Cowboys organization or its fan base last year or Mike McCarthy. Between everybody getting hurt and everything else, it was – Horrible. All right, Ruben, thanks for the call. Uh, good luck this year. Beat the Buccaneers tomorrow. Make Packer fans happy. Go beat those Buccaneers. Packers need home field advantage. Get a second shot at Tampa Bay. Al in Cedarburg, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Al? Sparky, how you doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. You bet. So we had spoke last week about uh, my auction fantasy draft. Oh, yes. You uh, had gone, gone about, yeah, I didn't like the auction. Totally respect your opinion, by the way. By the way, I did um, my draft last night, so you could tell me how you think I did. So, well, no, so I I heard, it, you know, but please continue. I want to hear the full scope. So, first of all, I was amazed by the draft itself. It's just a family draft. It's like five bucks, whatever, right? But it's the only one I'm in. I used to be in more before I had all these kids to deal with. But so now... We do 12 teams, 14 guys on each roster. We did the whole draft in 58 minutes. Like, I, I have, I, I've never been in a draft that's went so fast in my life, ever. Um, so I ended up with, I waited on quarterback forever, like I said, came down to Ryan and Sanford. So I went with Ryan. I got Big Ben as my backup. I got Gibson uh, from Washington and Derrick Henry at running back. Then I've got Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. And then it's the flex position. So I've got uh, CeeDee Lamb there. Plus, I got Antonio Brown because I think he might have a monster here. He's on my bench. And then my tight end is Robert Tunyon. And I feel I feel pretty good in that Cleveland defense and then the Colts kicker. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think it's, it's got a great squad there. And it's just traditional scoring, or is it a PPR? PPR league. Yeah, PPR okay. league, except I'm the commissioner in it. So I, I fluffed it up a little bit. So I put in extra bonuses for like over 400 yards passing and extra bonuses for over 200 yards rushing or receiving and stuff like that. But otherwise, uh, it's pretty standard. 
Of course you did, though. I mean, that, that, that's the sparky way. You got a little bit of fluff to it, right? A little, a little fluff, a little something. And I told everybody <laughs> before the draft, I said, y'all better read the scoring rules. I don't want to hear about later. You didn't know what the scoring rules are, so make sure to check all the scoring rules out. No, 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 100%. You got to make sure people in the league are up to speed. Um, well, I mean, what I was really going to say, so I had my uh, second draft on Monday night, um, and it was uh, it was tough because uh, my wife is Jewish, and so it was Rosh Hashanah. Yes. Trying to scramble back to get how to get home by eight thirty, and I had my first two auto picks. It's a it's a PPR standard draft. There's really no other uh, wrinkles. Um, but I, they took Aaron Jones and, and Gibson, so I was like, okay, I don't want to take Jones that early, but you know, I understand that. But anywho, my daughter just decided of all nights just to not want to sleep, screaming, uh, crying. How old? I could. Oh, she's uh, about to be six months. Oh boy, yeah. So, I mean, usually she goes to bed, Sparky, kid you not, from 7 o'clock until 7 a.m. Like, never wakes cool. up. You are lucky. I heard that, and my wife wants to have three, and so I only know what's going to happen with the next two. It's going to be diabolical. So, <laughs> it might be, yes. Yeah, I mean, it might be. I mean, it's going to be. But so I finally get through this draft, and I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, you know, oh, my God. And, but it goes back to your Stafford comment, which is what I wanted to touch on. So I'm not a big Stafford guy. And I was looking at, you know, all the quarterbacks. I went just full-blown running backs right out the gate. I always go wide receiver. So I took probably, I think I have five starting running backs. I have Swift. I have Gibson. I have Jones. I have um, who's now filling in for uh, on the on the, the Ravens, um, whoever, Gus Edwards. Um, so I grabbed him, too. And uh, I finally then decided that I was going to take a quarterback. It was in the 10th round. Stafford went right before. I was going to take him, but thankfully my second person was Brady. So you know he lasted Brady. that long. Yeah, he did, and he was his average DDP was you know right around I believe it was like sixty two. There is so no I, way I would have taken Stafford over Brady. Not a so chance I, in the world. So I, well, I didn't, as it turned out. Right. Then, so then I got your boy Matt Ryan four rounds later, and I never take two quarterbacks. I'm like, how can someone let this guy just get swooped off in like the last couple of rounds? Yep. So I took Matt Ryan. So that was my overall pick. And then second, one of the just get your – I asked, uh, you know, I, I asked uh, your, your uh, Evan over there, the producer, just if I can get your one opinion. So a little bit of a bias. I have a little bit of Brewer's lineage in my family, not directly married into. But I was talking to the person who I'm close to, and, this, you know, he really said between the 82, 87, and this team, best three shots at a World Series. What are your thoughts? Uh, of those three years, of those three years, which one? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Granted, man. like if you could have said, "Hey, they should have won in '82 or '87," yeah, they just got dealt a rough card. But I mean, this year with three top twenty pitchers, mm. do you think we realistically could win the World? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I've been saying I it. it. I when the Bucks won their championship, I'm pretty sure Blogger knows. I said right away, I'm like, y'all. They could win a World Series, and the Packers could win the Super Bowl. This could line up back to back to back, and it's because of the pitching staff. That's why. And then the other part of it was they'll be there. You know, they'll be in the conversation, them and the Dodgers. But if Yelich gets going, then really watch out. And now he had three hits last night. He's starting to pick, figure it out and get going again. Yeah, they yep. could they could definitely win this thing. I love it, Sparky. And one thing I will apologize for is I didn't call in enough in the show Back when I, during the Buck season, I got hooked on to just talking to Ron Dog for a bit. But, you know, I used to call back. I was Al from Shorewood, and I was Al from Milwaukee. But uh, 
called in a few times, and now I'm just I'm going to continue to Al, call in now with the new worst game. I, I'm, I'm curious, real quick. So you said your running backs were Gibson and Jones, and your quarterback is Brady and Ryan. So who did you end up with at wide receiver then? Uh, okay, so I took a couple uh, randos. So I mean, not randos, but I took uh, Claypool. Good. Um, I, you know, I really thought, and then I'm very high on uh, Pittman. Um, oh, the Colts? With, he's yeah. going to be their number one receiver. Yeah. Uh, with Hilton out, he's going to get a volume of targets. Yeah. So for getting him, and I, I might have reached. You know, I got him in the 11th or 12th round. So, but regardless, you know, I got him, and then uh, picked up uh, Hollywood. I think you know he's going to get some un- underrated games under his belt. So uh, you know, I went with a lot of underdogs at the wide receiver. Yeah, side. well, we'll see how that all plays out. Al, thanks so much for the call, buddy. I appreciate. it. We'll talk to you down the line. Listen, y'all know I'm a Colts fan too. I I couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't go Colts offense in general outside of maybe Jonathan Taylor. But even in that situation, that worries me too. There's two things. One, I don't trust the quarterback to stay healthy. Carson Wentz. I, I don't trust that at all because the man's always hurt. So, and if he gets hurt, they're done. So, I don't trust. I don't trust that from happening. B. I don't trust. Uh, Hines from not playing more in Indianapolis and taking touches and carries away from Jonathan Taylor. They've already pretty much said that Reich and those guys, when they look back at last year, the one reg- one of the regrets they had was not getting Hines more touches during the regular season. Which means you go take Jonathan Taylor high in this draft and you may get screwed more than even last year when Hines is in the game and Taylor's on the sidelines watching. It would frustrate me watching the game knowing that Taylor is on the sidelines and I'm watching Heinz play. Nice player, don't get me wrong. I'd much rather have Jonathan Taylor out there. So, yeah, I the only thing I felt even remotely confident in was the kicker. And outside of him, I, I stayed away from Indy guys. Just did. Hope they win, but I, I just I couldn't do it. All right, so that is the, the MVP award uh, that we talked about. But have no fear. Oh, no, have no fear. They've got more awards coming up. Oh, yes, they do. Uh, including Offensive Player of the Year. I wonder if we'll find any Packers in that list from the NFL executives. I'll tell you who's on that list coming up next year on Sparky's Midday Madness. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness on twelve fifty AM. The fans, Steve Sparky, Fiver with you. How are you doing on a Wednesday? Closer to the weekend we are. Don't forget your chance to meet Heisman Trophy winner Billy Sims uh, coming up uh, on Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday uh, at his brand new uh, location that he has opened right now. And again, uh, if you've not been there yet, because it's been open here for a little while, now's your opportunity. So Friday... Uh, he'll be at Billy Sims Barbecue on Rawson Road in Franklin from 4.30 to 6.30 on Friday afternoon. And then on Saturday, he's there multiple times. He's there from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., then takes a break and is back from 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, enjoy some of his great Southern barbecue, Billy Sims Barbecue, Rawson Road, just east of 76th Street in Franklin. they got a drive through uh, as well. It's right over there by the uh, Rock Sports Complex. Uh, if you have any idea of where that is, uh, you will be all set. Okay, so back to this uh, article on ESPN that we were talking about. So, uh, irritating for sure that the MVP here in this whole thing is Josh Allen uh, is the supposed MVP according to NFL executives. Again, this is a survey done with a handful of executive scouts and coaches from around the NFL uh, to get their predictions for the different awards. So, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, and Patrick Mahomes are the top three with Allen winning. Offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey. Stephon Diggs of the Bills, Darren Waller, the tight end from the Raiders, and Devontae Adams of the Packers with Christian McCaffrey winning Offensive Player of the Year. So thankfully, unlike the MVP where they screwed it up, they at least got this right by giving Devontae Adams some love in the Offensive Player of the Year voting. Christian McCaffrey, a lot of people probably will have their hearts broken in fantasy this year because like every other year, he'll probably be hurt uh, and it really won't matter. Again, a guy that cannot stay healthy. I do like Devontae Adams in that conversation. Plugger, is there anybody missing in that conversation? McCaffrey, Adams, Diggs, Darren Waller. Is there somebody that you think should be in that Offensive Player of the Year conversation that the league executives did not put in? Travis Kelsey. If you're going to put a tight end, tight end in there and you include Darren yeah. Waller, I think it's a disservice to Travis Kelsey. He's the best tight end in the National Football League. With a great league. quarterback. And with a great quarterback, exactly. And I don't think the same can be said about Darren Waller. Now, um, Darren Waller plays in an opportunity where he gets more touches and probably gets – more notoriety because he is playing with Derek Carr as a quarterback. So the things that he's doing maybe is a little bit more special, I guess you can sure. say. But in terms of production, I think Travis Kelsey's still at the top in terms of tight ends. And I think that it's probably better off putting him in that conversation than Darren Waller. You know, I look at some of these other ones uh, that are out there as far as guys that could step up. Coach of the Year, for instance. Uh, they have two guys. Kyle Shanahan. Uh, is one. Bill Belichick uh, is the other. Bill Belichick wins Coach of the Year. I promise you. Guaranteed he wins Coach of the Year if they win 9 or 10 games with a rookie quarterback. If if Mac Jones wins 10 games in New England this year, uh, he will win Coach of the Year. Matt LaFleur, I don't think has any chance. 
because of how good they've been the last couple of years. Just like Andy Reid probably doesn't have any chance in Kansas City, and I don't think Bruce Arians has any chance in Tampa Bay. It's going to have to be a team uh, that shows up that where people weren't, you know, giving them that that uh, prediction of being as good as they are uh, at the end of the day. Now, another one, biggest breakout player, Jerry Judy of the Broncos is the one they picked. Also creating buzz, Miles Sanders, Henry Ruggs III from the Raiders, uh, and LaVisca Chanel Jr. from the Jaguars. Can I please throw in, if we're gonna, if this is an actual award, this is an award, right? Do they have this award at the SB's biggest breakout player? I think it's an award. I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm MVS. I, I'm going to go with MVS. That's who I think is going to be the biggest breakout player uh, in the National Football League this year. I'm telling you. you got a guy that is about to get paid, that showed you flashes last year of being just unbelievable. I'll grant you, he had seven drops. I know he had seven drops. I'm well aware that he had seven drops. I just think he is setting himself up to get paid in a big way. And Devontae Adams still looking for a contract. Now, Leroy said on the big show he thinks it gets done this weekend. That he'll get paid this weekend. I don't know if he does or not. We're going to have to wait and see if that actually happens one way or the other. But I do know this. As I'm looking at this, and I'm analyzing it uh, from my perspective, if I'm Devontae Adams, I'm just playing it out now. I mean, we got all the way to this point, and he's already said that you know he's not about that, that he's fine negotiating uh, through... Uh, the football season, like Bakhtiari, uh, and then getting paid at that point. And that's fine. I, that, that's totally fine if, if that's how he wants to do it. I'm just telling you, for my, for my money, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to play it out. Because if I'm Devontae Adams, I'm going to bet on myself that I'm going to have a monster year. And when I have that monster year, then you're going to have to give me exactly what I want, or you're going to have to franchise tag me, or you're going to have to trade me. One way or the other, something along those lines is going to have to happen. Meanwhile, MVS uh, on the other side uh, is licking his chops because if I'm MVS and I'm looking at this going, well, he's going to be trying to get his numbers. You know everybody and their mama uh, is going to try and take Devontae Adams away, which means he's going to be wide open running down one sideline. You've got Cobb back who opens up the the middle of the field and underneath because that's where he's going to camp and sit up for uh, for balls thrown to him. So they're going to have to be paying attention to him. Tunyon's going to open up uh, the middle of the field as well and in the red zone. I just think this all leads to MVS having a gigantic year. Maybe I'll be wrong, but if I had to pick a breakout player, that would be the guy. All right, coming up next, we're going to check in with Rami Makhlouf. Looking forward uh, to hearing what Rami Makhlouf has coming up on his show today. Straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. The more he talks, the more I I just question everything about him. Uh, Sparky, this guy Rami Makhlouf, I'm telling you, if you heard... If you just were in here in the break between me and Madness, my portion being done, and Crosstalk starting with him, every day it's it's something new. Every day. So, do you know this? Uh, No, I didn't. Now I really am screwed up. Before we get to Rami, uh, football season is finally back, and the place to be to catch all the action, create your own sporting action, is Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games, but you can play your own games in their huge entertainment game room while enjoying awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. (laughs) 
with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Rami Makalov knows all about Q Club. He's been there many, 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 mm-hmm. many, many times. Yeah. They have indoor bocce ball there now since the last time you've been there. Really? Indoor bocce ball to like go along, bocce ball, man. To go along do, with everything else they I'm have. I'm not big for lawn games. I have gotten into, what do we call it? Bag toss, cornhole? What do we call it? Bag we, toss. Okay. Um, have, call it whatever you want. I, I have know. gotten into that um a little bit if it's around and i've had a few i'll play a game of bag i've always liked bocce ball though even well, though will you remember much for yard games or garden games i've always liked bocce ball will you remember playing the game unlike talking to me over the weekend will you yes. actually remember playing yes. that game yes i do yeah yeah well, that's that positive. was that was a rare thing man that's just that 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 was a weekend that that that, 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 that okay that was that was a weekend that i just had yeah you not, did that was one for the books. That any, was one for uh, any the ages. Call back from the improv yet when you're flying to LA to do the real improv or no, where are I we mean, at? I'm in, I'm in touch with them. I'm you're in, in touch. touch. I mean not about the LA improv, but right. we, we are we are in touch. Jay Moore, uh who's headlining for them not this weekend, but next weekend. He's gonna be on the show Thursday and Friday this week. Mm. Good. Okay, so uh, well, what do you got coming up on the show? Coming today? up on the show today, Spark Dog. Um, do you think Aaron Rodgers and this Packers offense peaked last year? We'll talk about that. Nope. Out of the gates with the people. Nope. Also, uh, Sam and I, I. I brought in Sam as my co-GM for my fantasy football. Yeah, team I heard yesterday. that. You said you were going to text him, and he was going to be on his couch helping you. Yeah, and he and he did. We we we. It was one hundred percent collaborative effort on that draft. I I had his input on every pick. And, do you uh, have Josh Allen? No, God no. Well, why would I go and get Josh Allen? Well, according to, to ESPN, yeah, according to the NFL well, executives, probably, he's going to win the MVP. He'll probably put up some numbers, but uh, Yahoo that we did the draft on there, they're not. They, you know, they give out the grades and the report cards. Oh, I didn't look at mine. I did mine on Yahoo last night too. <laughs> they, are, they are not a fan. Oh, I got to see what they are not is. a fan of Team Show Me or Beauforting. Andy Herman from the Pack a Day podcast. He will join Where's... me at three forty-five. You know, this morning, Sparky. Yeah. I, I had a topic I wanted to do on my show today, and I had just gotten finished spending like a good 15, Where, 20 minutes where's the taking like in-depth right. notes, looking at stats. And then I go to Twitter, and I see you guys did the same exact topic, which was oh, who would be your fourth playoff starter. Where, where so are the draft I'm gonna, grades? I'm going to do it anyways. I don't know. It got emailed to me. And uh, Kevin Holden joins me at 4.30 because he couldn't join me last week. And uh, we'll hear from Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, and Devontae Adams throughout the afternoon. I'm not happy. I did ours on Yahoo last night, too. Did you get an email? Maybe. Uh, maybe. So this is what I end up with. I got Matt Ryan, 14 teams, or 12 teams, 14 players. Okay? Mm-hmm. See, this is like it's like talking to your girl when she's, you know, watching TV or whatever, and you're talking to her, and she's texting out her phone. Mm-hmm, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm you listening. You know what I said? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, sure you do. You know I got uh, off-air stuff Matt, going on Matt right Ryan, now, Matt mm-hmm. Ryan took him late. Big Ben is back up. I got Hopkins, Julio Jones, uh, and C.D. Lamb. Then Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson. That was the one I was questionable on, but Toby Altizer made me feel real good about that pick this morning when I talked to him. Tony in a tight end, uh, Colts kicker, Browns defense. And How I many still, teams in that league? 12. I like it. 14 players. I like it. Because a lot of the teams went with three running backs. In this station league, man, and I told Sam this last night. How long they, did it take? Uh, probably like an hour, hour and a half. That's pretty good, say. though. Yeah, it moved. It moved. moved yeah. Um, but How every, did Tim do? Because he was a little shaky on your little mock draft. You know, thing. I haven't I haven't looked at Tim yet. I haven't looked at Tim's team yet. We'll we'll look at a few it's, on the air. He's usually good. We'll look at a few of them on the air today. Um, 
But every year, I look back at the draft, and I'm like, I don't like this team. Because it's a 14-team I league. I just said that to Plucker earlier. I How many? I got two people text me after our draft last night and said, yeah, I don't think I really did all that well. I don't like my draft. Like, in a 14, it just ended. In a 14-team league, every roster looks ugly because it's just too many teams for a fantasy league. It's too many teams for a fantasy you league. You are how like old, it. and you're still saying this. I don't like it. You've been saying this for 10 yeah, years. I don't like it. I don't like it. Twelve. It's because be you have to know your stuff. Dude, I hosted. You a have to know the third. Show. You I have know to know. Stuff. You have to know the right? third wide receiver on every team. It's just not fun. That's all you need. Yeah, third wide receiver, no, tight ends, quarterback, know, running like, backs. You need to know like second running backs. You need to know guys you never want want to bother knowing. Fourteen it's, times it's, two is twenty eight. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, there because there are teams that don't have a running back worth having. So now you got to know like the second and third string running back on some other team and try to plug them in. That fourth round pick from the Patriots. That's my. Guy. That's who I like. Also, you need a flex. You know, we right. got flex in this league. It's, it's two, 14 teams is too many. I'd say it's age, but it's not. He's been this way forever. Sam, I don't understand. Can you put up either. a poll? How many teams is too many for a fantasy football league? Put up a poll for me today. Put it uh, 12, 14, 16 no. as Tw- the options. No, 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 no. What? No, 16 is very common nowadays. Is it? Yeah. In fact, if you go on Yahoo, it lets you set up to 20 teams in a league. Okay. So, we're so at, I, I would go, go 14, 16, 18. Sure. And 20. You want to throw in 20? Uh, whatever. Or we go 12, 14, 16, 18. All right. Do yeah. that. 12, 14, 16, 16 18. Because I can't believe a lot of people are enjoying playing fantasy football in 14 plus team 16 leagues. team leagues is what I was it's mostly not, in not, when I got it's out. It's not that fun or enjoyable. It's not fun and it's not funny. 16 team leagues are great. Because then you weed Ugh. out the stupid from Yuck. the smart. Yuck. That's why I love them. Yuck. Big fan. That's Hate how you it. make money. Hate it. If you know your stuff, you'll make money. If I you don't, you'll lose. I know my stuff, man. I don't want to bother. It's boring. It's stupid. I don't like it. Glad he hosted it's our like fancy co- football like show college, for all those it's years. It's like college football. <laughs> Gave you a job here. Good God. Rami's coming up next if you want to listen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.